Welcome back, everybody, to All Met Sports Talk with Coach Sherm. Hope everyone had a great Thanksgiving. Took the week off last week, spent a little time with family, although we were quarantined, couldn't do my regular family thing, but hope everybody is safe and healthy uh, as we move into December now. So first episode in December here, I have a good friend of mine coming up, Coach Laurel Dock, going to talk about his history of playing and coaching and stuff like that. Uh, But really good guy, good friend of mine in this coaching fraternity. Uh, Before we get to that, just want to give a special shout out to my guy, Preston Suggs, you can find him at King P. Suggs on Instagram, does all the music here, intro and outro music. Uh, remember to follow us on social media, Facebook and Instagram at uh, All Met Sports Talk and on Twitter at All Met Talk. Uh, you can also email us, allmetsportstalk at gmail.com. And I'll get back to you pretty quickly if you send an email or if you reach out on Facebook. So appreciate all the, the uh, words of encouragement. Uh, I know everyone really enjoyed that Fred Brown, Coach Fred Brown interview a couple, two weeks back. So uh, big thanks to him and, and the great things he's doing. So let's jump right into it. Coach Doc, how are you, sir? I'm doing good. You know, getting used to this everyday life of Zoom meetings and <laughs> Google Meets. <laughs> so every day is a new day for me. So I'm loving it. I can't complain all right. at all. And congratulations, heard you just recently got engaged, so you're going to be a, another fraternity brother of mine in marriage coming here soon. Yes, sir. Teaching me patience like no other. Oh, I yeah, just wait. <laughs> <laughs> just wait. <laughs> well, congratulations, man. Thanks for joining me. Maybe next season we won't be doing this over Zoom. We could sit down and, you know, just, just chop it up in person in the studio and, and enjoy doing that. Definitely, definitely. We both have a little more free time on our hands right now, given COVID. <laughs> you've had a quite the coaching journey and, and want to just kind of get into that with you as well. Uh, I think that, you know, I mean, well, you've coached at the college level and the high school level. So just talk about that. So you, you graduate from DeVal High School in PG County. Yeah. The, the weird thing is I actually played football in high school. Right. Um, for, from, <laughs> so for me, I never, you know, basketball, you had to get the fourth quarter grades and the first quarter grades going into the next school year. Okay. And for me, unfortunately, you know, I, I wasn't the great student. So I got the grades to play football and I never got them first quarter to play oh. basketball. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what's funny. I never played in high school either, but I played football. I was a football player as well. And the reason I didn't was because I wasn't good enough. So. <laughs> <laughs> but but yeah, I went to, so I, when I went to high school, I mean, we were in the, like, we won the state title. My Fresh, I think my freshman year won state title, went back to the state final for the next two years. I was no, and there wasn't a whole lot of room for some, you know, five, nine, five, ten guys <laughs> on that, on that roster. So, yeah, yeah, so, but, uh, but you, but you end up playing, but you got the grades to go to college though. College. Yep. Um, I actually got to, and this is my thing that I actually got to in, into Shaw University first. There was only okay. university that accepted me because wow. of my grades. So for that, well, I it always... was, n- n- never mind. <laughs> <laughs> Look, my wife, my wife is a Bowie State alum. So any, any shots I could take at any other school in the CIAA, like Shaw, I'm going to take them. So. <laughs> yeah, so I got, I got there for a semester and then I actually transferred, um, like I said, graduated from Lockheed University, okay. uh, played there. Good time. Um, love my coach, still in contact with him there today. Great. Um, and then and that's that, in that's in Pennsylvania, Pennsylvania. Yeah. Okay. But uh, but a couple hours west of uh, Philadelphia, about thirty minutes from Penn State University. Oh wow. Okay. Okay. Where, yeah, where I spent most of my time. You know? <laughs> 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 Up at the big school. <laughs> uh huh. 
So it was a good experience. And then um, came back here, came back to the D.C. area, and I actually started coaching at T.C. Williams on the girls' side. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, so I uh, thank Keisha Walton for that experience. Um, then I went, I coached there for a year, and after my first year there, uh, Jeremy Carrier gave me my shirt at the college level, and that was down at Pfeiffer in North Carolina. Yep, down there um, in Charlotte? And Yep, about, uh, probably about 20, 30 minutes outside of Charlotte. Yeah, I love that area, the country right there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep, yeah, yeah. So, All right, so, so, so you, how long were you at Pfeiffer University? Uh, two years. Two years, two okay. Years yeah, and the year they, they actually, um, the year they decided to transition down to Division Three was the year I decided to leave. Okay. So. <laughs> yeah, because they were D2. D2, yeah. Okay. Doing well, too. Um, I died last year as Division Two. they went to the NCAA tournament. So wow, I, nice. <laughs> yeah. So we had great success there. Um, and then from there, uh, I did a year at Tuskegee after I left there down in Alabama. Uh-huh. Um, I went to UAB. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> love Alabama, man. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and the, the interest, no football, as you know, no professional teams there. So just, you that's know, right. like Alabama, Auburn, that's it. That's yeah, the, <laughs> or UAB. So, UAB. <laughs> <laughs> so who, who was your rival at Tuskegee? Was it Talladega? Uh, we had two. It was um, – or Miles. Morehouse and Miles. Morehouse and Miles, ones. okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, see, a bunch of my frat brothers, I have one frat brother went to Tuskegee, but a bunch of them went to Miles. Nice. Mm-hmm. So, I, so I, I thought it was, uh, I, for whatever reason, I thought it was Talladega, but Miles makes sense. Nice. And Morehouse, because yeah. more, you're really kind of right between Morehouse and Miles, right? Distance-wise, mm-hmm. I guess. Distance-wise. Yeah, about a, about a hour and a half because when I got down there my first time actually going there I flew into Atlanta and the coach picked me up from the uh, Atlanta International Airport and then we drove to oh. Tuskegee. So oh okay. That was a, yeah. Yeah because it's right there in eastern Alabama so. Yeah. yeah. How'd you like Alabama? Uh, it was it was a good experience. Yeah. yeah <laughs> it's like different it. from being from the DMV. <laughs> Absolutely. It's very as they said the south is kind of slow. Um, yeah. But it was Especially there yeah. Yeah. That's a weird part of the country like that. The West Georgia, East Alabama kind of is really nothing there. Like you like probably <laughs> your biggest town is like Anniston, Alabama, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I actually lived when I was I was living in Montgomery, which was technically the big city and it was still slow to me. Yeah. So yeah. But hey, I couldn't complain going into Costco in and out in 20 minutes or less. That was yeah. perfect for me. <laughs> well, wait a minute. How far is Tuskegee from from Montgomery? Montgomery, about 30 minutes. Oh, you know what? I, and I'm t- I was thinking about Talladega. I'm sorry. I had the wrong school oh. there. <laughs> so when, when my people in Alabama hear this, they're going to kill me because I got my Alabama geography wrong. But to my, <laughs> in my defense, the only part of Alabama I was really staying in was Birmingham. <laughs> if I was leaving Birmingham, I was going to Atlanta. So, Because <laughs> mm. yeah. I, okay. I remember our tournament was actually in Birmingham. With that, I think it's the Birmingham Coliseum. Yeah, BJCC. Yeah, yeah, Birmingham Jefferson, that. or mm-hmm. whatever it is. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay, cool. Um, so then you spent you said one year down there. One year. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Where did you recruit? I'm, I have a so when you and let's talk about Pfeiffer first. So when you were, were recruiting, uh, what area would you most likely recruit when you were at Pfeiffer? Did you try to stick uh, right there, kind of in the Carolinas? Mostly the Carolinas and Southern Virginia. Um, okay. At the time, we had a uh, 
another person on that staff was from um, Ryan King. Now he's at Hargrave Military Academy. Oh, he nice. was from the Southern Virginia area. Uh, good guy. So he recruited that area pretty heavy. And then uh-huh. we kind of uh, recruited the Carolinas, a little bit in the Atlanta, Georgia area, mm-hmm. suburbs of Georgia, but mostly in the Carolinas. Okay. And then what about when you go down to Tuskegee? Uh, Tuskegee, it was usually Florida or the Georgia areas where I was responsible for. Okay. We had a lot of kids. Uh, we had a transfer kid from uh, Mercer. Mm-hmm. And then we had a, one of our best players, two of our best players came from the Florida area. Okay. Um, so those are pretty two, two biggest states where we win that heavy. Okay. What was the talent like, the high school talent like in Alabama? Because, I mean, it's such a big football state. Mm-hmm. But you do have uh, what, some – I mean, you do have some kids come out of there. I mean, obviously, Auburn has done – you know, Bruce Pearl's at Auburn, so, you know, he's a great mm-hmm. coach. But he's done very well. Alabama's had some good years. UAB uh, is always very strong in Conference USA. I mean, they beat Kentucky, you know, some years mm-hmm. back in the in the uh, NCAA tournament. But uh, – so what was the talent like there in Alabama? Uh, it was pretty good. It was pretty good. It's – like I said, it's a football state, so they mm-hmm. don't really focus on basketball as much as they do here in the DMV area. Whether mm-hmm. areas I'm, I've been at, even in upper north in the New York area and the Philadelphia area, you know, those are big basketball cities. So mm-hmm. it was a little bit different from there. But the players, they understood, from my understanding, they, they understood the game a lot better down south. Oh, really? Um, okay. Yeah. They like fundam- from a fundamental, fundamental standpoint? Yeah, yes. Yeah, definitely. Wow. Not as far as that. <laughs> no, that, that's cool. I like hearing that. I mean, that's why I asked the question because – I always like to kind of pick the brain of coaches who have traveled and and kind of get their insight on, um, you know, different aspects of the game from different parts of the country. So that's very cool. Very interesting. Mm-hmm. All right. So then you come back here, you leave Tuskegee mm-hmm. and make your way back. And now you're doing prep poops again. <laughs> yeah. Now I'm um, I'm going to keep being at New Hope, uh, New Hope Academy. OK. Um, I did a year. Uh, he was a we Bishop McNamara. Um, uh-huh. So we did a year there and then. Uh, when he went to New Hope, I went with him. So you were with Coach Vinny at, at McNamara. Mm-hmm. Okay. We had some, had some great success there. Uh, mm-hmm. That year we were there, a couple years we were there. And uh, now we're, you know, pretty much building the program from the ground up at New Hope. So I'm mm-hmm. excited about the opportunity to be there. That's awesome. Yeah, you guys beat yeah. – you beat uh, Paul the Six twice last year, right? Twice, yeah. Wow. I saw Roach and- playing, playing for uh, Duke <laughs> the other night. Mm-hmm. And then we, we were close. We were – I think we were only down by five or six when we had the math at the math. And then, you know, they, yeah, they had T will. And (laughs) yeah, it's, it's a monster, man. I was, um, when I was coaching last year, you know, we went, I think we went 18 and two or 19 and two, but one of those losses was to DeMatha and it's same thing. I mean, we, they jumped on us early. We battled back. And then we're leading at leading at halftime, have a lead going into the fourth, and then it was like DeMatha is just going to DeMatha, you know. <laughs> <laughs> they just find a way, man. So well coached, and they get the they get all the gold they want. So, um, yeah. but well deserved. It's a great program. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you guys had a lot of success. So, what's that like now, taking over and building a new program? Uh, I love it so far. I mean, like you you get to install the philosophy you want, the core values, and, you know, you get to pretty much, like I said, build the program the way you want it to be ran. And I mm-hmm. think that's how, you know, DeMatha became the powerhouse it is. You know, mm-hmm. they, they've they been DeMatha for this long, for this good, because they started from the ground and they just kept building and kept building mm-hmm. and kept building. And so, you know, to be at a place where, at New Hope, where they're allowing us to do that, I mean, I love it. 
you know, we got that little basement gym, but mm-hmm. you know, the kids there are hungry and that's what we, I love hungry players. Yeah, man. So <laughs> Me too. That's, that's always my motto, you know, hard work beats talent when talent doesn't work hard. So get in there and just work. Work. Yeah. 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 And so New Hope, the girls have a really good program there, right? Cause they were, were they the ones that were ranked? I think right there yeah. with St. John's, they were like number one and number two <laughs> last year, the year before or something. Yeah, yeah, and it, he he's been. I mean, he's killing it there. The girls team, they mm-hmm. they got another great team coming in this year. So yeah, looking for them to be top again. So we're now we're trying to build the boys side of it as well, and just put new hope in, in the high school basketball program in general. On yeah, the mat. I, you know what I appreciate that you said is you're not building a team, but you're building a program. Building yeah. a program is important. I mean, it's that it's more important to build a program than it is to build a varsity team. Absolutely, absolutely. And you just get guys to understand the work you have to put in. I think now, even at the the college level, I mean, you got high school kids transferring so quickly. Yeah. You, it's it's very hard to install, you know, the philosophy and like I said, the core values. And to me, it's more than basketball. I don't mm-hmm. I don't want to just guys that can play together in the court. You know, I want to build a family that, you know, yep. twenty thirty years from now, they'll be able to call each other up and you know, still be able to help each other out whenever they need be. So yeah, man. that's the things that we're, <laughs> yeah. that's, what I'm, that's what we're trying to do, build a program. I'm with you, man. I love it. I love it. I think you guys are going to be, I mean, you you got a great, obviously great head coach and then have yourself, you know, who's been everywhere. Uh, mm-hmm. so what, what do you think is the difference between like kind of break down for me, if you will, the DMV, the Carolinas and then the South, like what's the, you said that the South, like down that Alabama region, it very fundamentally sound. What makes Carolina basketball special when you're recruiting those guys? Uh, I, I just think they have the athletes. Mm-hmm. Um, Carolina guys, they're just, their size and, you know, their way to, you know, as a day, they're country built. They just have that athleticism and that strength to, to just do things that, you know, at some, at, you know, in this age or the, the middle school, high school age group, they just have the size to be great players. They just don't know the game as of mm-hmm. yet. Mm-hmm. And in this area, I think in the DMV area, because basketball is so heavy, we play it, you know, 24 seven, they mm-hmm. have the, the grit and the will, but just the, the mentality of the game yet isn't there. And that's mm-hmm. one of the things where, we're trying to stall a new help. I mean, the guys understand that their understanding of just the game of basketball. Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, we're, like when we were growing up, you know, we were outside playing two on two, three on three. And that's how I think how you learn basketball, three yep. on three. That's yeah. what we love doing. <laughs> yeah, it's like and, your own personal shell drill. Yeah, absolutely. Defensive shell drill, you know? <laughs> yeah. And, and so I think that has kind of, in the sad part, I think that's gone away now with all yeah. these, gyms and you know aau and guys don't really get to play basketball and understand the game they're just mm-hmm. out there and so i mean they said down south i mean they they did i think they still understand the game they're they're coached a lot better at the young mm-hmm. age in my opinion down south wow so their yeah. understanding of the game is good they just don't have the athleticism or because they don't put in the hours that we do up here and they don't mm-hmm. depend on it as much as we do you know to get us into college or to get us to the next level or whatever it may be um, down there, they you know they kind of focus on other things. Here, you know, if you're a basketball player, that's that's what you do. You're on the court. <laughs> yeah. When you get out of the classroom, the second you finish your schoolwork, you're on the court. So it's time to eat, time to go to bed. So that's right. Yeah. <clears throat> Were you surprised by that? By the by the amount of uh, the 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 fundamentals when you saw that down south? Did that surprise you a little bit? Uh, yeah, I did. But I think they just took the time of 
they don't push it as much as we do, if that makes sense here. Mm-hmm. You know, here it's, you know, guys are 10, 11 years old worrying about, you know, where their ranking is. Yeah. And, you know, <laughs> it's there. They're, they're understand they're taught the game. It kind of reminds me how, like, overseas, you get a lot of overseas players. Mm-hmm. They just know the game of basketball. Like, they yeah. studied it. They, and I think down south, that's what they did. I mean, they're coaching, they're coaching those guys at a young age to just know the game first before they worry about all the other bigger accolades and things of that nature. Yeah, um, yeah. And so that was that was good. And so they because they had a good understanding of the game, you know, it was easy to kind of teach that grit, install them, you know, that competition right. level. And so once they got that, then, you know, those guys took off. I mean, I when I got there, uh, we actually had freshman of the year when I was there my first year, my wow. guy named Miles. Mm-hmm. Um, he was from down in the suburbs of Georgia, understood mm-hmm. the game tremendously. And then once he got that, that level of competition, you know, that I like and that grit that I like, then he got, like I said, he got freshman of the year in a, uh, in a conference. Wow. So, Wow. That's awesome, man. Yeah. They, uh, I, I mean, I love, I love teaching the game. I think that there's, it's kind of one, it's a lost art. Like we just kind of, some coaches just kind of roll a ball out and, you know, yell at the kids to run plays and, and scrimmage and stuff. But you watch them, there's a, a severe lack. I was telling um, Coach Brown when I spoke to him last episode, I was at a um, state playoff game last year. It was right before the vir- the uh, pandemic hit. But remember, they shut everything down the week of the state championship for public schools. Private schools had pretty much already gotten through everything. But I w- when we had finished our season, I went to a state playoff game, and I was just amazed – at the lack of defense that was be- like the, the, not the lack of defense, the lack of defensive knowledge, mm-hmm. you know, like I, I just could not believe now I I have to give credit to the, the guys that I've come up under that I've learned the game from as a coach. Like I was telling somebody, well, actually one of my players from last year is now playing at Loyola up in Baltimore. And mm-hmm. uh, he called me the other night and we, we talked for like 30, 40 minutes. And, you know, I, I was, saying something to him about it like it's just amazing that people don't understand how to teach defense mm-hmm. you know how do you expect a kid to play it if you don't know how to teach it so um, <laughs> but uh you know but I love that that aspect of the game of like just really breaking it down so so that's that's cool that these kids down in the south are really being taught that you know that level of mm-hmm. of uh fundamentals and how important it is at a young age it's interesting that they're being taught that there and not here where I honestly believe and I want to get your input on this too I was going to ask you this question I think this is the best pool of talent in the entire country I I know LA has their players Chicago and you know New York but there is nothing like DMV basketball (laughs) (laughs) I, I definitely agree I definitely agree. But I, with that, I think we're also, while we have the talent here, we're not, we're still not reaching our potential. Mm. I mean, we have, and I think now the world realizing that with the uh, documentary that came out on Showtime yeah. about yeah. in the water. Um, that was a great documentary. It, documentary. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Loved it. And it, it was so many people from this area that was left out. You couldn't, you couldn't right. put together <laughs> yeah. because there's so many people that have affected the game in this area that yeah. just, <clears throat> but. But you I need think, a whole series. Like with that documentary, it was what, an hour? I think it was an hour, hour an and a half, hour. something like that. But it, mm-hmm. I mean, you, I, it, it should be like a mini series. I mean, cause yeah. there's way too much talent to, <laughs> you know, that, that has not even been discussed. So. But mm-hmm. you're right. Yeah. And it was really just about PG County. I mean, it didn't even discuss, 
you know, largely the, the folks in DC or Baltimore. Baltimore. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, the, it's fun playing in this area too, because as good as a DMV is, I mean, you, I always kind of lump Baltimore in into that because of the talent, you know, and I've coached against that Baltimore talent. I always say every single game, there was like, okay, well, yeah, that guy's going to the NBA. Like some of these guys, you you just get to, and you know this being at McNamara, where you know every game you're like, yeah, I know this kid just signed with Duke, but that's the one that's going to go to the NBA. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it's, mm-hmm. it's fun to coach against that level of time. It'd be a lot of fun to coach that level of time. I mean, last year my backcourt went to uh, both of them went D one, but it's still just crazy to think about how much, like when you see a kid who's just signed a major D one scholarship, but then the kid across from him is like twice as good. So, you know, (laughs) you know what I mean? And the thing is, it's even in this area, some kids, because they're, they develop their game so early Mm -hmm. from what actually they stop working on other aspects of that game. Mm -hmm. They only focus on their strengths. And that, that, I think that is, once you get them, once you, especially once you sign that contract to a division one or even a division two level, if you don't work on your weaknesses, mm-hmm. you're, you're <laughs> don't get exploited. Like you, they'll, yeah. They'll show up. And that's, that's one of the reasons why I like, I like working with coach Vinny. All, all we do is work on our players weaknesses. Wow. Barely do we focus, nice. <laughs> barely do we focus on their strengths because strengths come natural. Like right. especially in the game, you're, you're naturally going to go to your strength. So if we develop your weakness every day in practice, mm-hmm. then that weakness, then you're comfortable going to your weakness. Like we always say, you know, you got to get home, get comfortable being uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. So every day we try to focus on our guys' weaknesses every single day. And then like once that. that once that becomes their strength, then that's when you become the Kobe Bryant or, yeah. you know, the Kyrie's where you're just unguardable. Yeah. Yeah. I, it, it's crazy. Like when I hear some stories about someone like Kobe, it, everyone wants to be great. People don't really want to be great. They want to be seen, you know, like Kobe yeah. did stuff that you and I would never know about unless guys that play with, and I'm talking about when he was 16, like mm-hmm. the guys that played with him then will talk about like, nah, this dude, like Rip Hamilton always has stories because they played together and played AAU together. And he's like, nah, this was, this dude was like, like he literally ate and slept basketball. <laughs> you know. Um, <laughs> Yeah, so that that's pretty cool. I, I like that. Who's harder to manage, uh, college kids or high school kids? Oh, college. Yeah. <laughs> that was quick. <laughs> but for high school, I, I love it. The, the, to be honest, the high school, the reason I want or I like college more is the parents. Mm-hmm. The high school kids, it's, they're, I mean, because they're so eager to learn. Yeah. So they're, they're, they're eager to learn. You tell them something and I mean, they're eager to do it. And the biggest thing is why I'm saying, even, even though it's um, in TC Williams, it's parents, mm-hmm. because the thing, the thing for sports, not even just basketball, football, baseball, sports, every, almost every single person has an opinion on sports. Yep. So it's very hard to coach a kid when, you know, their parent is their coach as well. So yeah. you tell them one thing and then they're trying to tell them something different and, it, that's, it just becomes somewhat difficult. When you're in college, that's why when I was at college, my recruit is, okay, you, you have to trust us with your kid. Right. And like, if you don't, if as a, as a kid, if you're, if your kid's coming to stay on our campus or whatever it may be, you have to trust that we're going to have with the best interest of your kid, whether it's mm-hmm. on the court and in the classroom. And yeah. so that was my always biggest thing is trying to get that relationship with the parent to see where, okay, do you feel comfortable enough to giving us your kid to where you believe that we have the best interest and we're going to do what's best for him on the court and off the court. 
Yeah. You know, some some parents that was easy for, and some parents you could just see that they, you know, they're giving you a call after every game in college and um <laughs> <laughs> new number, who this? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I was listening to uh Jamie and Christian speak last year to at a um coach's clinic down at GW. And I was so inspired by listening to him. And, and a lot of what he said was exactly what you just said. Uh, but what he said was, you know, this is somebody's child. This is somebody's son. So when I tell that parent, like, I'm going to take care of him when he comes to my campus, like, I'm going to be his father for the next four years. You know, whether he's homesick, uh, grades are struggling, you know, we have a tournament, so he can't come home for Thanksgiving or Christmas, whatever, you know, whatever it may be. That's a lot for an 18-year-old, especially if they're moving, you know, hundreds of miles away and never been been away from home before. Um, but he said a lot of what you just said. Like, it's you have to earn that trust of the parent that, you know, mm-hmm. when they leave that nest that you're going to take care of them. Mm-hmm. But he's a great like, coach, by the way. Yeah, I, I think I went to – I think I saw you at that, that camp. The, the one oh, were you there? One. Yeah, I was there. Yeah, oh, we didn't a, speak. <laughs> I was there for I didn't stay for the whole thing. Okay. I was there for a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. I left when um when they did the on court drills. But I was okay. in the meeting when yeah. Yeah. But that yeah was so a, you were yeah, in the that, meeting that when he was staff. talking about that with the PowerPoint? Mm-hmm. Yeah. PowerPoint, yeah. yeah. That that whole staff is great. I, that was one of the best. I told him that was one of the for free, that was yes. one of the best <laughs> best yes. camp experiences that or clinics that I've been to. Yeah. He's done a great job recruiting this area. Mm-hmm. So. And that's and that's and that's at that level or any level. I mean, you turn on you know, any power five school or any yep. big 10 school, you're going to see a kid from this area yep. on, on the court. Like <laughs> yeah. you're just going to and shoot. So, you turn on the NBA. <laughs> you know, <laughs> Yeah. It, it's, it's wild, man. I mean, like I said, the other night I was watching Michigan state and Duke and there's Roach, you know, running down the floor. <laughs> like, Oh yeah. I know that kid. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So pretty wild. All right. So you told me what kids need to focus on to be great in high school. What about college? Uh, college is, is this, what do you, from what I see, is just, what do you, what are you willing to sacrifice? Mm. Because you, you have to, you have to sacrifice. I remember, uh, I think I, this, I forget which camp I was at, but I was at one camp and they were saying, you know, there, when you get to college, that you're either going to have to sacrifice, you know, the party life to mm-hmm. be great. You're going to have to sacrifice your career for the party life. Or you're going to have to sacrifice your grades. Mm. But one of those three things you're going to have to sacrifice to be successful. Wow. And so, of course, it can't be your grades. Mm-hmm. And it can be if you if you want to be great at basketball or any sport, you know, it can be your, your athletic sport. So for a lot of kids, it's going to have to be that party life. Yeah. So I think that's the biggest decision for kids. Are, are you willing to give up, you know, that that college life and that campus to be great? Now, you mm-hmm. can be a good player and, you know, still – you know, mm-hmm. get to enjoy college life. But if, if you want to be great, it's all about what are you willing to sacrifice? Yeah. Like I always say, like I remember uh, before uh, Kobe Bryant, Kobe Bryant passed, you know, I said, why did he retire? You know, he just wanted to spend time with his family. Right. Because he sacrificed so much that, you know, to be, to be the player that he was, that he just wanted to spend time with his family. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what it, even Jordan, you know, you have yeah. to, to be great at anything in life. You know, you pretty much have to sacrifice your life at it. Right. And so, at the college level, which is whether you, if you want to be great, a great bad, not just a great for your university, but you know, I'm talking about break records and you, what are you willing to sacrifice? Yeah. And I think that's the thing that I, I try to install my college kids is okay. Just even for me, you know, as a, to be a great coach, you, you hear it all the time. Coach, you have to sacrifice. Yeah. That's, <laughs> and we do. Yeah. Sacrifice. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Wow. 
No, that's, that's very true. I, I like that word. I'm going to have to remember that too. So did they do it? <laughs> <laughs> well, some did. The ones that did, they became great. And you can see it, yeah. That, you can see it. And it's not even within a year. You can see, you know, just how much their game, you know, changes and just mm-hmm. how much they, more effort they're putting into it. You know, you'll get a freshman who will come in the first couple of work, workouts or something and, you know, they'll come in when they're supposed to. And then, mm-hmm. you know, if they're willing to sacrifice, you'll get into the gym and you'll already see them in there getting up shots or, yeah. you know, getting getting in the weight room earlier before everybody else. Okay, yeah. well, that, that kid's willing to sacrifice. And I, you know, that just makes me want to even coach better. Right. And so those are the kind of things I like to see at the collegiate level. Okay, mm-hmm. or who's, beating, who's beating me in the gym? Who's staying after with me when the lights are off? Those, yeah. are, those are things I look for. Yeah. Okay. Did you like recruiting when you were a college coach? Uh, I did. I, I didn't like the I didn't like the the traveling part of recruiting. Uh huh. But I I love the just watching the game and getting to know the people. Just the mm-hmm. just seeing the the games and the different types of coaches and meeting the different type of players and even the kids that I didn't get. I mean, just getting to know them, their stories, just understanding you know some of the things that they've gone through that's what i love to see just yeah. understanding because like i said for me you know my story isn't the greatest one like i said i, I play i didn't even get to <laughs> play high school basketball <laughs> right so to, for me to to go from football to basketball you know my story is always amazing to a lot of kids and to see some of their stories mm-hmm. you know you got kids who walk a mile walk two miles just to get to their school or they you know get to their school 6 30 in the morning to get up shots before they even you know, go to class. Those are the yeah. kids I want to see. So some of those stories are great to hear and just see that. Like I said, it always goes back to that sacrifice. Yeah. So if you have kids in high school who are, you know, willing to get up shots or get a workout in before they even start their high school, okay, well then I know when you get to college, when the gym's open pretty much 24-7, you know, you're going to do whatever you can. And those are the mm-hmm. kind of kids that I would want. Yeah. Yeah, that's great, man. So what did – uh, how would you come across – like, how did you know who to go after? So you you always see the website, right? Like you go to a college website right now and it says for recruits and kids always upload this stuff there. Would you do that? Or was it just word of mouth? What was your, what was your go-to to know which kids to go after? Um, for me, I would just see the, the uh, I would just watch the games. I would try to figure out which games to go to. And for me, I never, you see a lot of coaches who wear all their gear. I never want people to know who I am. Mm-hmm. So for me, I would just dress casually and sit because I like to hear what's going on in the stands as well. Mm-hmm. I mean, you could—you never know. You could be sitting next to a kid's parent, and sometimes mm-hmm. it, and I've had this happen. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes the things you hear from a parent, you, you know what? I don't even want to recruit this kid because yep. I can already see the, <laughs> where they're coming from and the attitude. And so when I would go to the games, I would just try to read. I would try to get there early for one to see how they're warming up, yeah, okay. see what they're doing, doing warm-ups. Um, and then, like I said, see how they're acting on the bench, how they're acting when they get taken out, how they're acting when they're tired. Um, so a lot of times I would go thinking I'm looking for a kid to end up seeing a kid that I like more. Mm-hmm. So for me, it wasn't always about what they could do on the court. Because I think one of the biggest things, you can't coach effort. Right. So you can have the greatest talent, but if your effort is there, then, or you can have a kid who I can see doesn't really have the skill set yet. But if his effort is on 100 or matching overmatched by anybody else's okay that's the kid i want because mm-hmm. i can teach talent i can right that's <laughs> right i can teach that <laughs> yeah yeah so that effort is there so that's one of the biggest thing i always look for when i'm on the road is okay who who has the highest energy who mm-hmm. has the highest effort so those are the two biggest things i try to go after okay would you go out like would you just 
would you just travel for one game and come back or would you try to get in a bunch of games, like, you know, a few days in a row, different games? What was that? Because you say you hated the travel. So, mm-hmm. yeah, so what was that like? Uh, I would try to get in a, a few games or I'm not a big film guy because everybody looks great on film. Right. As far as what they send. Like everybody, nobody has a bad highlight tape. As well. <laughs> exactly. So. That's why college coaches, when they call me about my kids, they always, I, you know, I say, well, do you have a tape? And I'm like, yeah. They're like, all right, give me the full game tape. I don't want the highlight tape. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I would try to, I would try to go see as many games as I could. And it's crazy because I'm, I'm actually not a big AAU fan. I'm not either. But, uh, I can't stand it. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, but I would like to, I would like to, and I would go to practice. If I could, if I'm to travel in the, during the weekdays, I would try to go to a practice. Uh-huh. Yeah. Because I'm, I'm spending more time with you in practice than I am in game. That's so right. I need to see how you practice as well. Yeah. And so those are things I would try. I would try to go in and sneak on a practice. And again, I wouldn't, I wouldn't want to let that coach or player. And sometimes, sometimes let the coach know, of course, but I don't want the player to know I'm there. Mm-hmm. Because yeah. I don't, I don't want you performing because I'm there. I want to right. see how you really perform on an everyday basis. Right. Yeah, that's good. Good point too. I like that. All right, Coach Doc. Well, I'm gonna get ready to wrap this up, but I got some. I got two questions for you. All right, okay. and actually, I'm gonna. I might make it three, but I gotta see which. See how you answer <laughs> these first. So, give me your Mount Rushmore top NBA players all time. Top five. Top five for me. All right. Uh, you want the the roster or just any 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 five? Just give me any five, because uh, you know, like like LeBron could be your your point forward, really. But 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 you don't have to go by positions. So just give me your top five. If you got to roll a ball out with with, with your five best, who are you putting out there? Uh, Jordan by far easy. Okay, hold on. That's where I want to stop. So because of the way you answered that, Jordan or LeBron, this is where the third question comes in. What is the question that you're asking? Who's the Who's better the Because you named Jordan first, so I'm I'm curious. <laughs> oh yeah, for me, it's right now, it's Jordan. Okay. I think it, I think it all. I don't know. It will always will be Jordan, but right mm-hmm. now, Jordan, because he didn't lose. Right there, you One go. The, <laughs> I'm with you. He didn't lose. <laughs> yeah, and I, so, I'll give you another another argument 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 for Jordan. Nobody compares Jordan to LeBron. Whenever the discussion is, people try to explain why LeBron is better. Nobody's mm-hmm. – yeah, it's – yeah. So I'm with you. But we're, but we're a little bit older, so we can appreciate that. So. Yeah. Now, well, right. I will say Jordan is a better team. Um, LeBron's a better teammate than Jordan was. hundred times, yeah. Time, yeah. So, and he's a better but, humanitarian. Uh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I think that, like, honestly, and I tell people this all the time, I think that LeBron's greatest gift is what he's been able to do off the court – because of what he's been able to do on the court. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. You know, he's and I used, think that's, yeah, go ahead. No, I was going to say that's, I think that's one of the things where even with the, the documentary that just came out when they were talking about Jordan, you know, he, he didn't speak up and mm-hmm. you know about things that was going on off the court and, you know, he, cause he didn't want to offend anybody. That's why I, I really like what, you know, LeBron mm-hmm. is doing, you know, he's building schools, yeah. helping kids, those schools get into colleges, you know, helping yeah. his, his teammates get degrees and become sports agents. I mean, he's just doing everything for everybody that's around him. It's, yeah. It's, <laughs> it's amazing. I mean, it's really, truly amazing what he's done uh, given his humble upbringing, you know, I mean, what, what he's been able to do in his personal life. And like you said, people, everyone around him, you know, mm-hmm. has, has benefited from his, uh, his will and his, his hunger to kind of, 
just be great in all aspects of his life. Mm. All right. So sorry about that sidebar. So Jordan, <laughs> Jordan, number one. Jordan, Jordan uh, Shaq. Shaq, okay. Um, for me, in, his career ended short, but Brandon Roy. I love the Brandon Roy really? game. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Great <laughs> I player. I did not see that great. one coming. <laughs> no. Okay. <laughs> for me, I just loved his game because he was so skilled and he, he, was. he wasn't the highest jumper. You know, he wasn't, but he was just skilled and he knew how to get to his spots. He knew the mm-hmm. game of basketball. Um, uh, so I got those three. Um, Penny Hardaway, again, okay. one of my favorite players. Unfortunately, career was cut short due to injuries. Yeah. Um, Penny was a beast, man. Beast. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, and right now, it, it, this may sound cliche, but my coach, Keith Feeney. I really? mean, to this day, I, I haven't seen somebody being able to to shoot the ball better than him. <laughs> wow. Okay. I, <laughs> and I mean, you you look at the numbers. I mean, he even when he was in college, just the 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 skill set and the the way that he was open. I mean, he was shooting Steph Curry shots before Steph Curry. Mm-hmm. Um, Where did he so play? That's, he was uh, Marshall. Mar- okay. Yeah, I he, got a guy he, for you. So I coached. So I appreciate that because um, actually my head coach now at Chapelgate, uh, Coach Frierson, his son Matt is playing professionally in Brazil. Mm-hmm. I had to coach against him. Now he played at the Citadel, but I had to coach mm-hmm. against him last year in the one, ter- the one league, uh, which is a, mm-hmm. a pro-am. Man, we had to pick him up when he crossed half court. The first game, he came down. I think he probably had 25 at halftime the first time we played him. And he probably ended with 45. But the (laughs) – because he was pulling. And I'm like, we got – like, we're picking him up at half court. And he's still pulling up. (laughs) Yeah, the second game, they beat us in the playoffs. And we ran – I was just subbing people. And we were just picking him up full court. He had 12 at halftime, and it felt like we had won the championship. I think he still finished with 25, but. <laughs> <laughs> but it's crazy. I remember when I was in when I was in high, when I was in middle school, my brother was in high school, and we went to it was when he was at Eleanor Roosevelt. We went to a game, and they played Jeff Green. Mm-hmm. In high school, Jeff Green live. I mean, with the, he took two dribbles past half court, pulled up number next. I mean, it's it's some guys they just have that talent that is just. But then, then again, like how how much are you willing to sacrifice right. for yeah. that talent that's given to you? And then he <laughs> stepped it up when he went to Georgetown. He was even Georgetown. better. Better. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he's yeah. still playing. I mean, and this is yeah. what I was saying <laughs> earlier about like, so you could watch him play, right? Like you could tell mm-hmm. there was such a start. He could play another Division One player, and you could just tell you. I'm I'm speaking for you. I'm assuming you could just tell right then, like. Yeah, I know they're both D1 players, but this guy is an NBA player. <laughs> this guy's a D1 player. D1 player. Yeah, it's a, it's a different like it's just a different it's just it's it's something. You you, you can't you can't see it until you see it, but it's mm-hmm. just it's a talent that you can just tell it's God-given. Now what they yeah. do with that is on them, but some people it's you're just given a God-given talent to play the game of basketball. Right. It's it's so much fun to watch too, especially for someone a mere mortal like me who can never dream about doing it. But I do know the game. I can coach it, but I can't. You know, it's just fun to watch. So, all right. And then last question for you, coach, and I'll let you get out of here. So you have to have dinner with five people, dead or alive. Who are they? Uh, Jesus, number one. Okay. Um, Always a great answer. <laughs> I would say Jesus. 
Jeff Bezos. Oh, okay. Good one. Jay-Z. Yep. Harriet A lot of people Tubman. say Jay-Z. Well, it's it's longevity. I mean, yeah. how many people in the rap game can I mean, he's been putting out CDs since what, 92, mm-hmm. 93, I think. And even yep. to this day, if he puts out a CD, it's probably gonna go platinum. And he also so, went from the yeah. projects to a billionaire. So billionaire. <laughs> I mean, that's that's one of the things I always look for is you know, how long have you been in everybody can be, you know, a hit for five, six years. Right. But to be, you know, on the top of the, your game at the top of your profession for decades. Crazy. It's crazy. Yeah. Respect. Right there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, All right. So Bezos, Jay Z, Jesus. Jesus. Harriet Tubman. Mm, okay. Um, what's that? Four? That's four. One, two, four. Fifth one, probably my dad. Your dad, okay. I, I always, I always went. <laughs> hey, I, I was love lucky it. enough to have one of the dads who, you know, I, I can always sit down and listen to my dad talk. It's just, I, I was blessed in that way. So just to have a leader, somebody there always, you know, telling me right from wrong, just showing me the way. So mm-hmm. anytime I can sit down and have a good conversation with my dad, I'm always here for it. Amen, man. I love that. That's a great way to end it, man. Well, I appreciate it, Coach. Uh, make sure I get it right this time. New Hope Academy. Hope. <laughs> I don't know where I got Newtown from, but I apologize. But I, I love what you guys are doing there. I know you're going to be successful. You have great staff and uh, great mentorship and leaders. So looking forward to you guys. You know, Hopefully we have a season this year. We'll see what happens. What are they saying yeah. for you, by the way? What, what have, have you guys heard anything? The last thing I heard was supposed to be starting in January. But I don't think I honestly don't see that happening, but we'll see. Yeah. I don't know what we're going to do. And if we do, I think it's going to be a very short season. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. Be an Ohio State season, four games. And <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're the same way. We're here in January 4th right now. Apparently, MIAA will make a decision December 18th. So more to come on that. But, um, you know, we'll see what happens. But good luck to you guys either way, whether it's this year or next year. I know we'll be back at it. And, Looking forward to coaching with you or against you one of these days soon. So, <laughs> yeah, definitely, definitely. And uh, hopefully, next time we can uh, do this in studio and, you know, when this is all behind us. But uh, good luck, coach. Thank you for everything. Thanks for being a guest here on All Met Sports Talk with Coach Sherm. And for everybody out there, you know, make sure you uh, download and subscribe uh, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts and Stitcher and pretty much everywhere else you can find it. So thanks again, coach. We'll talk soon. All right. Sounds good, coach. All righty.